Welcome along to Fox Force 5, the podcast that tells you five things you need to know every week. I'm Kelly Crichton and this is Nicola Murphy. Nicola Murphy here. Hello. <laughs> Nicola Murphy. Hello, 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 hello. I was laughing there watching you because I didn't know what was happening. So I was just laughing away to myself watching you set yourself up there. <laughs> you know what? One of my pages went missing and I was trying to find it and it was on a different screen. And this is what happens when you've got multiple screens. Mm. Uh, it all seems like a good idea at the time and then you can't find things because you've too many options. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes, all good. Got my hair done today, you know, so that was nice. Oh. And um, today's a year to the wedding, so that's all. Yay, T-365. That's exciting. It's less than a year after today. (laughs) Oh, fab. Uh, And for our listeners' purposes, I was very nosy last weekend and made a visit to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I was being, uh, I was doing a bit of a recce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To be fair now, you never asked me to go. I just took it upon myself. I was passing the door. I said, I'll just pop in here now. And uh, it was in, we were in, on our way to Galway for a night last week and uh, stopped off at the hotel and it was only beautiful and there wasn't there a little wedding going on in there at the time and it was just adorable so fierce pumped fierce excited afterwards I was jumping around as per the photo I sent you let's just hope Um, the weather is better this time next year because after five glorious weeks of sunshine today mm-hmm. and this weekend really has been lashing through out of the heavens so fingers crossed for better weather this time next year oh god yeah i hope so but it's been on and off though it was lovely yesterday here yeah. today wasn't great like i got absolutely soaked this morning oh my god dropping the kids to nursery it was ridiculous um yeah it's like but yeah torrential so- sideways nearly rain like it's crazy so yeah, so we're going to have to get on, now that it's less than a year, we're going to have to get on a little bit more of the planning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the pressure is you, getting, you have to, pressure get is getting to be on now. I have to get on the planning, so don't you worry. <laughs> I look yeah, after it, yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah, it's great crack. I don't know, some people say like this whole wedding planning thing is fun. Like I don't find it fun really, I'm finding it like, not fun, just like, oh, there's something else, the money's going on. <laughs> but, yeah, it can be stressful, but I think there's like a tipping point when you've got a lot of it organized where you start feeling more positive about things and some of the fun stuff starts happening like you know um getting out with your uh bridesmaids and having some champagne and doing nice things like that and shopping for certain things and yeah yeah, and of course like the hens and the stags and all that jazz are great crack so yeah i think you're just still at the early stages where it's all logistical yeah exactly yeah um, Yeah, i'm waiting sure covid didn't help so oh yeah it'd be exciting now when we had a countdown but um yeah, we'll see. I kind of like it's one of those, it's funny because some people all they want to talk to you about is the wedding, and it's kind of like, oh God, I'll talk about the wedding again. And some people you're just like, let's talk about anything but the wedding, you know. But mm-hmm. I know it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's really exciting, obviously. But, um, You'll, you find yeah. you'll have different people that fulfill different roles in that case, yes, you know. <laughs> yes. And how are you, Kelly? Um, how are you? Wonderful. As I say, now I had my little night in Galway. I felt we got the ferry from Tarbert to Kilrush. It was like going abroad, girl. Um, and we kind of meandered all the way up in the wild Atlantic way. 
and it was fab. Uh, but by the time we got to Galway, I was kind of nearly carsick, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it it's very <laughs> it's windy. so windy. Yeah. Um, so there was nothing for it but to sit down and have lots of food and drink. <laughs> um, and then we spent the evening out in Salt Hill. It was fab out there. God, I hadn't been out there in so long. Um, was there a nice buzz around Galway? Total buzz. Oh my God, it was buzzing, buzzing, really busy. Um that same kind of frustration of though where you're just like walking down the street and you're like will we go for a drink and then you can't get a yeah. drink anywhere because everywhere's chock a block because mm. there's only so many seats and blah 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 like we did actually go into a place and they were like oh we've got some tables upstairs and we were like great and then it turned out to be like a smoking area okay, quite a small yeah. smoking area so it was a bit mank mm. you know so yeah buyer beware but um no it was fab and then the next morning we were being proper tourists and we were like We'll do, I know what we'll do. We'll do a walking tour oh, as per bad. every other European city we've ever been to. And so booked in and I went along and the guy turned up and nobody else turned up. <laughs> so oh, we had a private no. walking oh, tour. Oh, hilarious. Oh, God. Of Galway. It was actually really good. Really good. Uh, they were called free walking tours and our uh, host was Michael. But the poor creator, I felt bad for him because he kind of kept checking his phone. He got a few calls just from hostels and stuff to say, oh, someone might come up to you there. But they never materialised. So, um, oh, cause yeah, so we had our private walking tour. Like, I remember we did a free one in Paris. Well, yeah. And you kind of like, oh, God, but I give him a decent tip when it's free too. And they're yeah. so good they're so interesting oh so good and you can ask any question and they more more or less have the answer for you you know so I learned a lot in a way and um yeah that was nice and uh then we stopped off to see my friend Una on the way back and her little babber so that was fab and her other half Inda so uh, we had lovely lunch with them and yeah so that was it I mean sort of 30 hours out of dodge but it was um it was great and uh our two children kept everybody awake for the night mm. that they were sleeping over with so uh, apologies for that <laughs> but anyway um so that was it and then sure we got back and it was still the weekend which was amazing and even though it was raining all weekend but uh went to the library which was quite Ooh. exotic haven't been there for about 18 months when or more um I, yeah i didn't actually know you could go in but you can you can go in now and pick books and everything so that was fab mm. and um yeah, and then Sunday we didn't do an awful lot. Called to see um, Nana, did some exercise, blah, blah, blah. So regular weekend otherwise. But yeah, all good, all good. Um, and football and the yeah, usual actually stuff. Been, Loads of sport. Wimbledon. Yeah, besides, all besides England, obviously, getting into the semifinals. It's been enjoyable, though, having mm-hmm. something on the telly. And even like the weekend, the hurling and the football was on too. And it was kind of nice just to have something on the TV. It was good, like. Totally, yeah. And even, yeah, people were raving about the hurling at the weekend. I didn't see any of it. Um, and there was rugby as well, wasn't there? And there's tons yeah, of stuff and on the at the moment. Yeah, now kicking off, is it? Although, God, there's like every second day, there's a new person with COVID on that tour. So God only knows if mm. that will actually happen. But yeah, Ireland, mm. Japan at the weekend. And that was quite good. And yeah, it's great. Mm. It's so nice. It really feels like... And sure, the Olympics are only around yeah, the corner now. So it's going to be good. Flying Can't wait now to see what happens with those. But... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the Olympics go. Yeah, so that was the weekend. That is the our summary weekend. That's how things go. But um, we'll get started in the old podcast, I suppose, and letting people all the stuff they need to know this week. Number one. One. So up first this week is news from Norway. Uh, in some positive body image news, Norway have introduced new laws that compel content creators to disclose when they have edited or photoshopped an image. Oh, yes. Any photo where a body's shape, size or skin has been changed by retouching or other manipulation must be edited 
must sorry must be marked as edited the legislation declares I thought this was really good mm. um, and I think it's probably something that we're going to see more of yeah. in, in the coming years so yeah Norwegian politicians passed the legislation an overwhelming vote of 72 to 15 it amends the 2009 Marketing Act this action follows years of campaigning by youth groups and Norway's Ministry of Children and Family Affairs who have called for stricter measures to address growing concerns around body image and mental health um, Vice reported the law included enlarged lips, pronounced muscles and narrowed waists as examples of edits that will require declaration when the law comes into effect. The Ministry of Children and Family Affairs claimed that more than half of 10th grade girls in the Oslo school were struggling with their mental health and that anorexia was the third most common cause of death young, among young girls. That's crazy. Massive, isn't oh it? God. Terrifying. What age is that? Terrifying. I wonder. Tenth grade over there. Tenth grade, about twelve years old, I think. Oh my god! Usually, scary. Uh, young people are exposed to a massive pressure to look good through, among other things, advertising and social media, and the models that are shown are often digitally retouched. This exposes young people to the ideal of beauty that is impossible to achieve, said the department in its proposal. The law, which has already received the support of some influencers, will apply on all major social media platforms, including Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok, and came into effect, will come into effect once signed off by the king. So I had a little look to see what the situation was in Ireland, and as far as I can tell... There's actually only guidance around this. There isn't actual legislation. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, Ireland's advertising watchdog, the Advertising Standards Authority, introduced guidance aimed at ensuring Irish consumers are not misled by influencer marketing through online ads on blogs and social media websites or by advertising imagery that is the result of post-production techniques, in inverted commas, such as Photoshop. Uh, The guidance means influencers and brands should mark content that is paid promotion or has been altered. I don't think it's a bit. It, they had an example of a case where it had been um, a case that had been actioned over some makeup, um, mm. and they were found at fault, and they did have to pull the advertising. But I don't know how much teeth they have. Like you know, in Norway now, if they don't comply, they'll be fined. Wow. So I don't. I'm it's not sure like that the they whole have affiliated to... or ad and all that stuff. How they have to tag you know, like they currently do all these influencers and stuff. So they're obviously going to need to like tag ages or something mad yeah so i think don't instagram have that sort of um themselves that requirement Mm, i think some of the social media platforms have the requirement themselves but not necessarily Mm. all of them Mm. you know so it's a murky area but like absolutely an area that needs to be addressed because there's these massively unattainable body images out there and it's just sickening for people you know that's um, very good though isn't so, yeah. it because like I feel like god social media even I kind of don't even like talking about it that much even around Lily and stuff like one of um the girls she's uh, she's a farmer like part-time farmer you know so she has a massive following on TikTok it's brilliant Karen and like even you know I was talking to German and I was like we just having a laugh being like oh Karen it's 3,000 followers on TikTok you know and like oh I can mm-hmm. see like Lily tuning in you know like you know how like what you doing all that and it's it's strange you know I don't want her to be like interested in that sort of things like Karen's doing it mm. for kind of just like a pastime you know whereas like Lily mm. was really like and, and how's she doing that what's she doing and can I see and blah 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 like so interested in it it was like weird you know I didn't like it at all like we don't allow her on TikTok like you know although she mm-hmm. did find a way around it right by going on <laughs> safari and looking it up that way but sure 
where there's okay. a will there's a way but like I wouldn't you know I wouldn't want like kids that age on it personally you know it's really difficult it's a really massive debate like you know and I think it actually comes back to the whole mobile phone debate as well doesn't it like what age they should be allowed to have mobile phones and whether they should be allowed mobile phones in school and there was seemed to be a bit of a head of steam building up around it here last year Mm -hmm. where they were like going to completely ban them from primary schools everywhere Mm -hmm. um but then they were talking about you know maybe it should be a thing that no one under the age of 14 should be allowed a phone yeah. at all, mm-hmm. you know, which I'd kind of be in support of because yeah. until you're that age, like you're very inf- in- influenceable, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you maybe don't always have a clear line of vision on things or where things are coming yeah. from, you know. And like you said, like digital natives, they can find a way around everything. Like we think, oh, we don't have the app, so they yeah. won't be able to find it. But obviously, and like, you know, or and we prepared. did, we locked everything, you know, we had it very locked down and, you know, that she can't download anything unless she asks and stuff like that, like, which is really good, I think, you know, to kind of be able to monitor everything. But like there, when there's a will, there's a way, you know, she, she found a way around it. Anyway, we were like, how come she hasn't asked for extra time on whatever app she was playing at the time? Mm. And then it was just that we like went in and you can see what they look at and all that as well, you know, which is great. But that's kind of good. Yeah, when you parental, you like you've parental controls, which is great. Like, but still it's scary. I think it's scary. like the only reason mm. we kind of gave her like it's an iPhone, but obviously it was a really old iPhone that we gave her. And we kind of locked everything on it. So it's basically like. She can play some games and she uses the phone and that's kind of it, you know, mm-hmm. but even at that, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, is that too much even, you know, she's only 12, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's hard to know. It's an ongoing debate, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I suppose back to this, like, this is just imagery yeah. again, we're talking about. So it's, yeah, kind of putting unattainable body images and things, which mm-hmm. is not good either for anyone of any age to be looking like, at that's and comparing TikTok and themselves Instagram and Snapchat and it's on everything you know it's on mm-hmm. like whatever they wanted to get a, gain access to Facebook whatever it is you know like back in our day I think we had Bebo right when I was about 15 <laughs> Bebo or maybe mm-hmm. we were younger I don't know but like even Bebo like back then it was very much unfiltered anyway <laughs> you know anything you'd put oh up oh my god oh completely my god. unfiltered that was the whole <laughs> problem with it I think yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I I don't, God, I say it always, but I'm like, glad I grew up when yeah. I did, you know, there wasn't a camera at every corner, mm. but um, in a way, we just have to be able to support our kids through mm. it's a good this, step, these though. different demands. And like, normally, yeah. it just takes one one or two countries to do these things and everybody else, you know, jumps on board. Trust the Scandinavians to be ahead of the game yeah, in a way, absolutely. like, you know, the usual, so yeah. well, there you go, uh, number two. Two, so number two this week, so I thought I'd talk about the... Netflix uh, documentary that we talked about a few weeks ago, the Sophie, um, about Sophie, because obviously we talked about the Sky one. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk, obviously, at the moment about this case and, you know, the poor girl and everything that went on and all that. So I don't know if you watched either of them, but in the Jim Sheridan one that I talked about a few weeks ago, he doesn't really kind of point a finger much at Ian Bailey at mm. all. He kind of more looks into like the kind of overall mm. case and what could have possibly happened. Whereas Oh my days, this Netflix one is like, he did it, this is the evidence, he's the one who did really? it, yeah, and the family's much more involved in it, so, yeah, it's it's worth watching, I thought it was very good, actually, I nearly preferred it, the Netflix one, but like, obviously, you know, you can kind of watch whatever and get your balanced opinion on it, but the podcast is still probably the best to get, I think, like, an even story about what happened and who said mm. what when, but I thought I'd mention it just because I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it's def- it's only three episodes, forty five minutes each. It's 
probably worth watching mm-hmm. if you're kind of still interested in the case and what happened. It does see mm-hmm. see a lot more of her family and her son and her mom and dad and her brother. Like it's a lot of the immediate family. Whereas in Jim mm-hmm. Sheridan's one, it was a lot of older footage from the family and they weren't mm-hmm. as on board with his version of the story. Basically, this one they've mm-hmm. kind of signed off on. Um, mm-hmm. And Ian Bailey is suing, you know, because they used a clip of an interview that he did that he apparently didn't. I don't know how no, they were on. able to get this involved if he didn't sign that. But yeah, apparently he didn't sign some paperwork and they still included the interview. Okay. So he's talking I've about I've heard so- somebody. Suing, yeah. yeah, I heard somebody talking about like, is this good for West Cork or not? Yeah. You know, these documentaries mm-hmm. and saying like, you know, is there going to be this kind of morbid tourism now of people like rocking down to Skull to see if they can see Ian Bailey around but the they place? they do. Or going to see, see, he's everywhere. see the cottage. He's everywhere down there. And like, is that a good look to be projecting about Ireland or West Cork or whatever? I, I mean, to be honest, I don't really have an opinion on it. I suppose tourism is yeah. tourism, even if they're coming to for some, a morbid reason. But is, yeah. I, yeah, like, as you say, what I'd heard about that one is like, there's definitely finger pointing in the Netflix one, you know, Very and like much so. also I think is it kind of saying the Gardaí were a bit inept and it's very like. Yeah, well, know. they were like, I mean, they messed that up massively, mm-hmm. you know, by not getting any of the evidence or anything like that but it's very topical a lot of people are talking about it like even today when I was getting my hair done we had a great chat I mean the hairdresser about it you know people are maybe like I'm just hoping that maybe if it wasn't him it was somebody else and maybe now all this attention again will bring it back up and maybe you know somebody will mm-hmm. start investigating it again or whatever but horrendous like I mean at the end of the day that it was just absolutely terrible what happened to her and it's, it is a strange one just because we're in this little country and not much bad stuff happens thankfully and that was horrendous what happened to her and the fact that nothing was ever done or resolved. Like, that's why it's so fascinating to people, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway, I thought I mentioned it, like I said, because I mentioned it a few weeks ago. The other thing that we attempted to watch. Now, I would just like to point out that I've only ever walked out of the cinema of one thing in my life. And that was Aquaman. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Aquaman was like the worst thing I've ever seen in the cinema. Like literally an hour in, I was laughing with how bad it was and, and we left. But anyway, if I had been in the cinema, I would have walked out of this movie that I watched the weekend. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. You were in the cinema. No, I was going to say you walked out of the cinema after no, I'd been in the was, cinema twice yeah, in a year and a half. No, I actually didn't. No, I'd probably stay in the cinema right just eating the popcorn or whatever. Even if it was total <laughs> yeah. shite. And after yeah. spending like 13 euros probably on it, I would have just sat there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get every ounce of entertainment yeah. out of this if it kills me. But you probably yeah. heard this ad. It's all over the radio and I've seen it on the TV loads of times as well called The Tomorrow War. And uh, Chris Pratt is in it. And like the trailer, I was like, this actually doesn't look too bad. But then I started to hear people saying, you know, it's really terrible. It's on Amazon Prime. So it's brand new, mm. but it's being streamed on Amazon Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime, you can watch it. Um, But, oh, my God, it's the worst film. And like, really? like you think Chris Pratt, you know, like Jurassic Park, he was really good in yeah. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like everybody loves. Big names. Everybody yeah. loves Chris Pratt. Oh mm. my god, this is just so terrible! Like literally twenty minutes in, I was like, "What? What is, is it? This? Sci-fi or yeah, what is it's it?" Sci-fi. So basically, it starts off with they're watching the World Cup in Qatar in Christmas of twenty twenty two. Oh geez, I can't handle any <laughs> fucking disasters related to the future. I can't forget about yeah, it. Yeah, this is your worst uh-uh. nightmare. And basically, this big like thing happens on the pitch and next thing there's all these soldiers on the pitch that have come oh God. through it's actually, I'm actually getting palpitations <laughs> while listening to you here 
Jesus. Some sort of portal and they're from the future. I did see and the, the ad now that you were... have attacked and yeah. they're like dying out and there's only like 500,000 people left alive and they're trying to fight back and they want the past to now start sending people into the future and the past starts doing that and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I turned it off. So I can't tell you my I full verdict. I me into the future. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you my full verdict because I turned it off. But... Oh. it was incredibly bad like and there's good people oh, like Jesus. Gene Simmons is in it as well and I like him is it Gene Simmons or is mm. he the Kiss one you know the actor he's from Kiss no it's not Gene, Gene Simmons no it's Gene so <laughs> Hackman no, he's dead is he name? oh J.K. Simmons J.K. Simmons okay <laughs> he's the guy from oh yeah you'd know his face now he's in loads of stuff um what is he in oh he's in Law and Order apparently for a long time but no he's in loads of things let me just have a quick dirt sweep do you know what? Speaking of Law and Order, when we were lying about in the hotel room the last night, we watched an episode of SVU. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> which series. I have not watched. I used to be addicted to it years ago, uh, but then it got to the point where it was so outlandish every episode. I was like, this is stupid. I could not suspend reality anymore and keep watching it. And I was reminded of that the last night. It's the way it starts with one story and it always morphs into a completely different story yeah. by the end of the And was, was Stapler in it? Because you know Stapler's back in the new series. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Because yeah. that was such yeah. a sexy storyline all those years of like, will they, won't they? Oh, was he? No, maybe he was Stapler's the guy. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He oh, wasn't. Was it Mar- mm-hmm. Mariska Hikerty? Like that one. It's for you. She is in it. And she looks less plastic, um, plastic, Oh my god! Plastic. <laughs> Stop than she I did before. She went desperately plastic for a while there, but it's after settling down. Oh I think. god! I don't think. Um, but, they- but yeah, we didn't watch. We haven't. I didn't see much TV. We were kind of busy this weekend, I suppose. And I'd say football is kind of on a lot in yeah. my house at the moment. So. Um, Just to finish off, though, I started watching J.K. That... Simmons because I was it was driving me crazy. Mm. He's in Whiplash and he's in like a few other things like Justice League and he's in Superman mm-hmm. and Spider Man and there's lots of those kind mm-hmm. of movies you'd recognize him. But anyway, mm-hmm. terrible. So don't watch it. Don't recommend. First time I've ever Avoid. said that. But anyway, so sorry, Beth. That's one thing you don't <laughs> need to know this exactly, week. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did actually watch a film called The Post, which oh, I'd yeah, never heard of before. Yeah. Very good. Really enjoyed it. It was on RTE yeah. on Saturday night and we recorded it because I cannot abide by sitting through all the ads mm. every time. So watch the first half and then watch the second half on Sunday <laughs> night. But um, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. Never oh, heard about it. It was good. about the Washington Post and their response to the kind of uncovering of Vietnam secrets by the New York Times, but also then the kind of start of Watergate. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Really Great performances. Tom Hanks in a different kind of mm-hmm. role than I've seen him in before. So yeah, oh God, I love Meryl Streep. She's, she's so good. That it's character actually, she plays is very interesting because she's very torn between very, like sitting, putting the comfort She's being treated like shit by the men, yeah. but then she's the one in charge at the same mm-hmm. rate. So, um, so... Um, loads of other really great actors in it as well like a huge cast yeah, yeah so really if good. anyone's looking for something I don't know if it's on any of the streaming service probably it's called The Post definitely it was on it. Channel 4 as well at the weekend so I think it's just been like released on lots of things that it was on RT and Channel 4 <sighs> so it's probably on yeah. one of the streaming sites yeah. for sure I'd say yeah, it's really, really good. good really good okay there you go that's TV for this week moving along number three three so from TV to more sport uh, our Fox of the Week this week is Rosemary Smith. Do you know that oh, name? Oh, is she the Olympian, the gymnast? Is that her one? No, 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 no. Although there is an Olympian gymnast from Douglas who yeah. is going this year to the Olympics, which is exciting. Oh, I can't remember her name. Amanda Smith. 
something. Sorry, you can look it up there while I'm doing uh, Fox okay. of the Week. Um, no, my our Fox of the Week is a woman called Rosemary Smith. Uh, and she is probably best known for her career as a rally driver. Uh, she's also famed for being the oldest person ever to drive a Formula One oh. car, which she did at the tender age of 79 in 2017. Uh, Rosemary was born in Dublin in 1937. Her father taught her to drive at age 11 in a field in Tala. She trained as a dress designer after school and opened her own dressmaking company with her mother. It was there she found her first foray into motorsport when a client invited her to become a co-driver. She went along but decided she would prefer to be in the driving seat and so did just that at a time when women were not commonly seen in this role, which I think is probably still fair to say today. She was offered a position as a works driver, or in other words, a sponsored driver for a company called Roots, a British manufacturer. And she went on to drive for them in the Monte Carlo Rally eight times. She won the Coup de Dame on numerous occasions and competed in iconic events all over the world. She was the first and only woman driver to win the Tulip Rally outright. And she's won a number of Irish rallies as well. Um, in Like not just the female categories, but outright. Um this achievement made not only the motorsport world take notice, but also Hollywood uh, legend Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, who sent her a huge bouquet and congratulatory oh, yes. letter following <laughs> the race. She took part in many long distance races, such as the London to Sydney Marathon, which would see hundreds of drivers start and fewer than 20 finish. But Smith nearly always made it to the finish line. Uh, she had a fairly turbulent personal life. Resisting the charms of many suitors on the racing circuit, when she did get married, she found her husband resented her success. And in her autobiography, she talks about the pressure for women to be married at the time and how she was conforming more than anything. Mm. This pressure to settle down and be the dutiful wife meant she accepted less offers to drive. Um, and then they went on to get divorced and she's had a bit of a struggle after that. Mm. But uh, later in life she opened the Rosemary Smith School of Motoring in 1999 and was still going strong right up to the start of the pandemic last year still teaching learner drivers age 83 oh, wow. um, <laughs> in 2017 she uh, was invited by Renault to test drive their Formula 1 car on the circuit Paul Ricard she relished the experience saying a friend of mine told me I was too old to be doing this but the Renault team checked I could handle the car before letting me loose by myself once I got to know the track, I was fine. The power at my fingertips was incredible. At the end, the mechanics gave me a standing ovation. They told me Jeremy Clarkson had been there before me and had stalled the uh. car, but I hadn't, she declared with glee. Not bad for the oldest person to ever test drive a Formula One oh, car. I love so fair that. play to you, Ro- Rosemary. Yeah, she's fab. She's really glamorous as well. Oh. If you look her up, I'll put some pictures up on social media, but she's gorgeous, like she's fake eyelashes and... <laughs> blonde hair and really glam I think she modelled a bit as well when she was younger so um, yeah fair play to her and uh, hope she gets back to her teaching her driving if everything's our learner lessons back on Nicola Um, I think they are actually but I got an email so for anybody who doesn't know I played for my driving lessons at 33 years old (laughs) yes Um, it's alright I applied in November and obviously now it's July so nothing since um, but I did get an email to say that they were still just doing um, essential workers now. So, God, okay. you know, I'm hoping yeah. they'll do that thing they did in the 90s where they just keep a 
gave everybody the license. Well, hey, seen as I'm the nineties, the the forties or the fifties or whatever it was. No, yeah, it wasn't. yeah. They did it um, in the nineties as well, I think, or the eighties. It wasn't that long ago. They didn't do it in the feckin' nineties because um, I got my license in the nineties. Well, listen, you're just showing your age now, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I think just showing what an experienced car driver I am, Nicola. It wasn't that long what? ago, though. It wasn't. I know it was. It was like it was like mom and dad's time. Because do you remember there was a big controversy that Gay Byrne became the head of the Irish yeah, driving yeah. associate or he'd RSA, been given the his road, license, and he'd been given his. He'd never done a driving test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, there you go, Rosemary Smith, Fox of the Week for this week. All right, number four. Four. So, Kelly, I'm going to bring you some culture this week for the first time. So, from flash mobs last week to uh, Old Ireland in colour this week. So, Old Ireland in colour is, as I mean, probably describes itself, but photographs, you know, old Irish photographs that they've colourised. So, I normally don't like this stuff. I think it looks kind of bad. I never think that they do it very well, that it kind of Mm. looks like authentic or whatever, you know. But uh, I really like this one. It's, uh, you know, a bit of culture. Uh, They have a lot of amazing photographs that I would have never seen before. I also have a massive crush on Michael Collins. So, you know, I appreciate seeing (laughs) colorized photos of him. You know, who doesn't have a crush on Michael Collins? Come on. (laughs) The Republican in all of us. Especially when, did you see his wolf slippers he had? The wolves yeah. are amazing. They're and like I, Gucci shit. Yeah, unreal. And yeah. I do realize that Liam Neeson played him, and obviously Liam Neeson is also a fox himself. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, loads of colors of Michael Collins, and it's re- the, just the way they've done it is really good. You know, like I said, I don't. Sometimes I think they look terrible, and it, you know, sometimes they mm. do documentaries where they recolorize yeah. stuff, and I think it looks look really fake. crap. But yeah. like, there's a photo there from. Um, 1949 when Ireland was why did I say Ireland so weird when Ireland was made a republic and it's just a picture of O'Connell Street and like there's thousands of people like just rammed onto the the streets and just the way that they've done it is so cool it looks like it's modern times you know Mm. so it's just fascinating to see it I love it and then there's loads of like different characters and stuff and even just like women and you know seeing their actual like costume and the outfits they would wear and all that and like to see kind of the colour represented then it just is so fascinating I love it Mm -hmm. and then there's lots of stuff like to do it you know like really big like iconic characters like in the whole Republican movement and all that Mm -hmm. as well and just to see them and they just do it really really well there was a book so they released a book at Christmas time I think I heard about that yeah Yeah, yeah. and it was like a big number one seller so obviously Mm. like you know if you if this is really interesting it might be something to purchase but like the instagram is actually brilliant and i find it really What's really the fascinating handle again, did you say so it's at old ireland in color cool um, yeah i i think i saw some of those images around the time the book came out and the ones that struck me the most were the ones of like people in poverty you know yeah. and they're like standing there with no shoes or socks on and they're like filthy dirty and it just makes it all the more real than a black and white photo when they're it's in color and you can kind of imagine it more or something or visualize it more I suppose or whatever it's quite shocking I thought yeah. but also as you say some lovely um interesting photos as well and yeah it's but like you know it, like I mean, we all know, like, we've seen the pictures of our own, like, hometowns and the streets and all that. Like, every town in Ireland looked like 
excuse me a shithole at one point or another mm-hmm. like they did totally. like you know there was no mm-hmm. money like so everybody was just mm-hmm. poor so even some of the big cities like and i mean that time when cork was bombed as well like to see some of those colorized photos after it's just amazing because you can mm-hmm. kind of place it more in your head too as to what you're looking at you know mm-hmm. but like oh just i find it really fascinating and like i like history stuff anyway but if you've any interest in anything like that like it's really amazing to see it they've loads of pictures of like lots of the funerals that took place in glass Nevin and stuff as well and they mm-hmm. kind of list like who's in the photograph and stuff and it's just oh, wow. really fascinating to see like who was where and to kind of put a face to the name and i know mm. that kind of sounds silly because there is the black and white photos but there's something about a colorized one it kind of makes you're it right. feel like it's real life or you're seeing it yourself or whatever yeah. so that was yeah so i know it's a bit of a change of topic but i found it this week and i've been spending a lot of time looking at it i think it's really fascinating and definitely mm. worth a follow and yeah like every week i harp on about funny people and they're brilliant too but you know it's nice to kind of have something a bit Mix more cultural no, sometimes I agree. sure it's so, good yeah. to have things to look at and entertain yeah. yourself with and that ticks that box as well i'll tell you one interesting fact i learned about my walk on my walk in galway seems we're talking oh, yes. history yeah tell me i actually he actually told us loads of stories but this one i was really shocked with how many people lived in galway in 1980 oh god i'd say it was like a little town little town so you know. 1980 yeah but i'd say even then it was kind of small like galway isn't that big like it's kind mm. of grown up in the mm-hmm. and as well the city is quite small it's really just that there's loads of people mm-hmm. living around it i don't know less than hundred thousand. Twenty thousand people wow that's mad in it? 1980 i couldn't yeah. believe it that's smaller than clarny like i couldn't mad. believe it and then you know they got all these biomedical mm. plants and then the GMIT the kind of, and all that then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and NUI Galway they all started springing up and mm. uh, yeah amazing but I think the population now is only about 100,000 yeah see um, the thing is with Galway is well it inflates loads during the summer you know yes, like so if you ever go too. there in the winter it's not that busy like you mm, know it's kind mm, of quiet mm-hmm. but the summer then it's heaving all together it's like a holiday home mm. destination isn't it as well I couldn't get over that 20,000 I thought mad. Jesus Christ mad yeah. yeah because you know it's such a great place actually it's I'm glad they struggled on, you know. But um, yeah, anyway, there you go. So that was number four. Remind us again of the handle, Ireland in colour. Old Ireland in colour. I'll open it up again. Yes, at Old Ireland in colour. Excellent. Okay, number five. Five. So this week on Music News, I've got a few bits of news rather than one big story. Uh, First up is there is a new Marvin Gaye biopic in the making. Dr. Dre has teamed up with music mogul Jimmy Levine to tell the story of Gay's life uh, aptly entitled What's Going On? (laughs) The film is being supported (laughs) by Gay's estate and Motown Records. Marvin Gaye has gone down in history as one of the most talented soul artists of all time. He died at age 44 in 1984 after an altercation with his father who shot him. Um, Oh, I never knew that. That's nice. Didn't you? Oh, I've oh I've God. actually seen other documentaries about it, but this is the first kind of big budget film I'd say that's um oh yeah, terrible tragic Jesus. ending. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um his hits included Sexual Healing, I Heard It on the Grapevine, and What's Going On. Uh Three Bangers, absolute bangers. Bangers. Oh yeah, and he's got loads more. He's got loads of songs like you stick him on Spotify there, mm. like you'd be well entertained oh, for no, a few I know hours. him. I just never knew mm. that's what happened to him. That's terrible, yeah. very sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in new band news Paul Noonan of Bellex One and electronic musician Dahi 
have formed a new band called Houseplants and we're big fans of Houseplants here on Fox Force 5 so I just thought mm. <laughs> you were mentioning it. <laughs> and they released their debut single uh, What's With All The Pine in April and a new album is on the way expected on the 17th of September and it's entitled Dry Goods. I was going to say titles. everything like greenery related yeah. pine and pot I love all the names. Yeah, it's yeah. very funny. Um, and in the meantime, their next single, Companero, is out now. So check that out. Uh, and in more album news, The Killers will release a new album in August, according to the band. It's a bit of a concept album, lol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love a concept album too. Um, and they've been in studio a lot since they couldn't be out touring because they are one of those bands that is always touring. Um, their you drummer Ronnie kind of mix stuff then about them that sometimes somebody will say that was a brilliant gig and sometimes yeah. people will say that was a terrible gig and I have had the personal experience of that I have seen them yeah. live and they were terrible and live brilliant really? I saw them in Dublin oh god years ago and they were so bad oh. like really bad like yeah. just not engaging with the crowd like yeah. as if they'd been made to do the gig you know there was mm. no life in it there was no love in it and then I saw McGlastonbury a few years later and they were absolutely on fire. Yeah, on fire. Yeah, maybe they don't like us. I've like. seen them <clears throat> I've seen them other times as well and I yeah. think they were good mostly. But I remember one time saying, This is like terrible, you know? Yeah. But um anyway, the new album, uh Ronnie Venucci Jr., who's the drummer, said the new album would be very different to their previous material. If you can't wait to see them again, I'm afraid you're gonna to have to wait a little longer as their rescheduled Irish dates will now take place on June fourteenth and fifteenth of next year. In the meantime, they have a new song out featuring none other than Bruce Springsteen called Dustland mm. and it is Killers one oh one in sound, if you ask me. It's nice, check it out. So there you go. Oh, this is music good. news. Very good. We had week. our a trial gig last week do you know did you yes. hear that the stats from that was it 3,500 people one mm-hmm. person was turned away that failed the antigen testing amazing yeah amazing That's I don't know mad. I looked at it and I, I, I was a bit like this is a bit sterile or something it felt like some people in some of the pods were like raving away happy out and other people were just standing there watching it was a bit I was, it was a bit weird but yeah I don't know it looked like it was to be honest with you now Kelly would you anything. go? You would go to anything, even if I would, yeah. And not moving, no drinking, no toilet, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, stand there for two hours. I actually would. Go, like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose. Yeah, you just have to. I suppose some people are embracing it a bit more than others, you know, or some people yes. are a bit more limbered yeah. up than others. <laughs> of course, but um, you, they did um, as well. They got rid of um, plastic cups and you had to reuse your cup, which was good. It's a big kind of green step as well. So oh, yeah. there was no plastic crap. I heard them talking about on the radio last week mm-hmm. um, that it was the first gig that they've done like in Ireland to do that as well, to trial that. So they were kind of using it as, you know, a guinea pig for that as well. So it was really good. Mm. You kept used your to cup do that in tea in the that. park where you'd get... 10 cent back if you brought yeah. your cup back or whatever they, you did, they didn't reuse them but they, they like recycled them you yeah know but there's I mean? so. these big thick plastic ones you know so they are kind of reusable rather mm. than like the thin ones that's a good but, idea yeah look we good. were somewhere we were at that little festival we went to in Cork they you could reuse your yeah. big, like, tin cups as cups well for there, cocktails yeah. and stuff mm. but um, they're kind of cool some of them it's like the glue vine mugs in the winter you have to return yeah. to put your fiver back your or whatever back. oh god I've stolen so many of those from, <laughs> from Christmas market but you're not, you didn't steal it because you paid the deposit yeah, exactly. for it exactly so. and they were cool like they're yeah. kind of nice little keepsakes actually they we are we've both taken them in the cupboard downstairs but we never <laughs> use like it'll just be kind of a reminder catalogue of uh, they all have the dates ca- on them so they know exactly yeah. what they're doing it'll be like Cat- Catalog of thefts at Berlin yeah. 
Christmas markets. Yeah, oh loads, I'd say. Yeah. But, but there was one place we went into, right, and it was a bit fancy. And it's like these just little plain glass mugs, but they're the handiest things. And we didn't actually give a deposit there and we did steal them. So oh, the guilt, the guilt. <laughs> yeah, the guilt is right. Yeah. Put that in your bag. Put put that put the glass in your bag. Wait <laughs> till I tell you, right? I just got an email. I've won fifty euro just eat gift card. Oh. <laughs> Good news. Order a takeaway if you do this Euros quiz, you know. They put Go you on. A draw and you can win something. So obviously we won. I won a Oh, brilliant. But no, do you know so sorry, every time you order a takeaway, they put you in a draw for something. Yeah, 50 quid. Oh. Yeah. No, it's it's only certain takeaways. So okay. um and like I don't know, this is a bad sign that showing that I just ordered too many takeaways. I was gonna say another reason to <laughs> order takeaway. What a, a week actually is bad. But yeah, just gonna oh, no, that's good. you bought a fifty euro just your gift card. So we might have saved that now till uh, your visit next week. Oh nice, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, we're looking forward to our holidays and uh cool. by. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's the crack anyway. I am like you getting my hair done this weekend. Looking forward to that and hopefully seeing some friends and family over the weekend and living the summer dream. That's You've got amazing. a few days off, Nick. What you yeah, up to? Yeah, and you know what? The sun has just come out here now, so it might be a nice evening. And a, we're going to Kinmare tomorrow, so I haven't Lovely. been to Kinmare in ages. So hopefully it won't be too wet. I think Thursday's all right, so we're going to do that. And then we're going to do Mizzen Head on the way back home on Thursday, I think. And then uh, it's the weekend, so we're still deliberating what to do. But I do have one friend visiting from Dublin, Karen Hooley, who I haven't seen in a very long time. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing her. And then okay. our brother is coming to visit on Sunday. So, yeah, I'm like, looking forward to a nice weekend. We keep, you vis- we keep you busy with all the visitors in July see, and yeah, August, don't it. we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you cheapos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True story. And you're just the best uh, host, Nick. You're but kind of a... You're a, a victim of your own success, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> sure after many, many months of no visitors whatsoever. So we're making yeah. up for it. Just bring it on. Bring yeah. it on. Okay, gang. Thank you for listening. Come Thanks, back guys. next week. We love you. And uh, remember to tell everybody all about the podcast and share it on social media and follow and subscribe and review and all that jazz. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Take care in the meantime. Love you. Bye. Bye.